Greetings in the name of Jesus. Enjoyed the Sunday school lesson. I'm walking with the Lord or walking in the light. It's been a few years since I studied this stuff. Anyway, you, most of you probably have seen when Someone has inspected welds on cranes. They have to do that every year. Probably hoists too, somewhat than critical welds. <clears throat> you know how they check whether there's cracking. They either there's different methods, but you can put some kind of powder on and then give it some time, and then use a special light. They use a black light or a blue light, whatever it is. Also, some kind of chemical they spray on, and then capillary action draws that fluid into the cracks. And then with a special light on that, they can see exactly where those cracks are. <clears throat> I think I was thinking about that as we were looking at proving what is acceptable unto the Lord by allowing the light of the Lord to shine on our, on our lives to see if there's any imperfections. And then also the redeeming the th time discussion interesting it makes very little difference to us if we manage to redeem our free coffee or maybe a dollar 99 sub or whatever it's disappointing but not life altering but if we lose maybe a free flight anywhere in north america that's a little more serious but again not life changing how much time do we have to work for the Lord? Let's redeem the time because that is going to be serious. Enjoyed that discussion. Tomorrow is known in BC anyway, in some provinces, as Family Day. Today we want to look at families for God. And uh, not sure why we need to have a day set aside to celebrate families. I think we do that all the time. But just want to look at um, families. Raise your hand if you've never been part or involved or part of a family. Yeah. We're all products of families. We all have families or maybe looking forward to having our own families. Know that the concept of families in general and Christians in particular are under attack in especially Western societies. So I think it is probably good that we have a day to recognize them, that we, that we appreciate what God has instituted. God instituted the family from the very beginning. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 1 and 2. We'll look at a couple of verses where God started. Um, 1 verse 28, <clears throat> Genesis 1 verse 28. God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And uh, also chapter 2, verse 24. 
So therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. So here at the very beginning of the Bible, very beginning of time, God instituted the home how it was supposed to be. We see that it was God's design from the very beginning for a man and a woman to marry and have children. It's very basic. We also know that not everyone is called to be married and not everything in this fallen world works perfectly. Not every couple can have children. There's obviously what we're looking at as a family unit today doesn't always take place and God blesses even other wise as well. But we want to also notice that Satan has attacked everything that God has made from the very beginning as well. Ever since the fall of Satan, he has looked, I think he has focused on everything that God created that was good and purposely tried to either make a counterfeit for that or at least to attack that. And he continually does that and is doing that, especially family families is doing that. Genesis chapter 3. Verses 11 through 14, or actually 15, I think it is. Turn with, with me to that there if you want to. <clears throat> Genesis 3, verses 11 to 15. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly thou shalt go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So here we have, obviously, the first, or Satan causing mankind to sin. But we notice right away there that uh, division there between the man and between Adam and Eve, and I think Satan, that was his first attack on the unity between man and wife, and he is continually still trying to do that today. So on the first part of this message, we want to look at attacks on the family, and then the last half we want to look at blessings. Attacks on the family, I'll just be at some, I'm sure there are many other attacks on the family, but a few here. First one I have here is divorce and adultery. You can turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. <clears throat> Verse 31. <clears throat> says, it hath been said, whosoever shall put it... <clears throat> shall put away his wife 
let him give her a writing of divorce. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. So here he is saying that even though this was allowed divorce in the Old Testament, that is not God's plan. And and he's pronouncing his judgment on that. Jesus here is also Matthew 9, verse 19, basically the same thing. I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her, which is put away, doth commit adultery. So I'll, we all know this, we all believe this, that adultery and divorce is wrong. But that's a threat that is a very real threat on marriage, on the family unit today. We know that it's all around us. We, All of us know many people that are divorced. Approximately 40% of marriages in Canada end in divorce, according to what I, to one statistic I read. And uh, obviously this is, Speaking about in society in general, hopefully not in conservative churches. Well, it isn't not in conservative, but we know that divorce in secular, even in in society, is that high. And even in many churches, it's almost that same rate, forty percent. So we know the threat is there. Another attack or another part of this, or relates to this, I think, is the idea that there is one soulmate for you. And and I think that's a false idea. We know that God has placed or has given our mates for us, chosen them for us, but that idea that there is only one soulmate, then people sometimes meet someone and there's a few probably um, connections, thought processes that they think are more in line with what what they've come to appreciate than what their partner does. So then obviously they think that the person that they married is the wrong one for them. So then the only alternative is, or the best solution then is to divorce and and to marry this other person. We know that love and and uh, cohesion, whatever, is an act of our wills. We can we can choose to love and make our marriage work. It brings us to the next point, not being willing to do whatever it takes to make a marriage work. That is also an attack on the family, that philosophy or that thought that it's got to be an easier way, not being willing to do the hard work that it takes to be successful. Anyway, this is not a message on marriage, so it's just one of the points of attack on the family. Number two, the thought that children are not wanted. In Genesis 
chapter 1, verse 28. I think we read that, but God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth. So it's the command of God. It's not just a suggestion, but we are commanded to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. Obviously, like I said before, not everything always works the same for everyone, and not everyone has the wisdom and ability, the means probably to do justice to large families the same as everyone else. But children need to be loved and wanted. Bring forth abundantly and multiply there. And it says in nine verse, Genesis 9, verse 7, be, And you be fruitful, multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply there. And Psalm 127, verse 3, it says, Lo, children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And then the next Psalm, Psalm 128, verse 3, Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children, like olive plants, round about thy table. It gives us a beautiful picture of, of a family, the way God intended it to be. And the children are gathered around, both parents are there, and blessing the world the way God intended us to do that. You know, in today's, <clears throat> today's world, one of the attacks on the home, on the family, is the, this crazy idea that children are not wanted and pets have a higher value than children. I'm not sure how many of you heard about the recent, um, I don't know if it actually passed, but the Bill of Rights in California trying to pass anyway the Bill of Rights for cats and dogs. Anybody heard of that? It's just, it's almost funny, but it's not really. But there's about five or six points in there that they are trying to pass for this Bill of Rights for cats and dogs. And uh, almost giving more rights to animals than they do to children. Number one was cats and dogs have the right to be free from exploitation, cruelty, neglect, and abuse. While we all agree that animals shouldn't be treated cruelly or neglected or abused, but that these pets actually have a right not to be exploited. Number two, they have a right to a life of comfort free from fear and anxiety. How many of your pets have a right to be free from fear and anxiety? Number three, have a right to uh, dignity and mental stimulation. I think some pets may be lacking in that part department. They have a right for nutritious food and exercise. And um, number five was... Preventative health and therapeutic health care, they have a right for that. Number six, they have a right, these pets have a right to be spayed or neutered 
for helping in population control. Now, I'm not sure exactly how this these two go together, pets' rights to be free from fear and anxiety and then also have a right to. But just the insanity of this world that we live in where pets are held up above the rights that children. How many of the children that are treated the way they are or are aborted every year wouldn't wish that they had these rights that these pets have? <clears throat> anyway, they're better off, I guess, anyway. But speaking now, going on to abortion, you know, millions of abortions have been performed in recent years. Just how God, is that how God, we know God hates that. 84,000 in Canada approximately in 2019, these are legal abortions, doesn't talk about illegal abortions. Approximately 630 to 680,000 legal abortions performed in the U.S. in a year. Over 60 million in the last few years. 71% of global respondents who were surveyed were in favor of legalized abortion. This attack on what God designed for the family is just insane. Anyway, leave that for the time being. Number three, another attack on the home is the lack of fathers in the home. And I guess it's closely related to divorce, or but some people aren't divorced, and the father still is not in the home. So many single mothers raising children, and then that the effects of that on society and on the homes and on individuals. You see the harm that this does, especially on boys, when there is no father figure in the home. There's so many things that need to be taught to children, to boys, that only a father can do. It's no wonder there are so many men in the prison systems today when it's women women doing their best, but they still can't model what a man, a real man, needs to be. The next one, then. That's why there are so few real men anymore. Have the whole topic of toxic masculinity but isn't the root of that because there are not men taking their responsibility, their place in the home we could also talk about the effects of lack of men in the home that has on girls too but I don't think it's quite as lasting, quite as dramatic as the lack of men figures that is doing to boys in society. Number four, another attack on the home is the gender confusion that we see. God created mankind, male and female. He made it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I won't say much about this, and not just because of the recent Bill C-4 that was passed in Canada, where even if I just would counsel somebody to be happy that they are a boy, if they are a boy, I can go to jail for that and be fined 
for that now. But we know what all this is doing to society, or at least some of it, and what this gender confusion is doing, teens especially, teens and children, but teen years have always been a difficult time for for people trying to figure out where they fit in, what their identity is, where they're taking on more individual responsibilities and trying to figure out how they fit in with their peers, how they fit in with their parents, their roles in the home. It's always been a difficult time, and it's way worse in society now, according to one number I heard, and I'm not sure if it's very accurate, but they say approximately, you know, Gen Z, what they call Gen Z, I'm not exactly sure where that age is, but in society, obviously not in the churches, but in the world, approximately 40% of them, almost close to 40% of them are gender confused compared to I don't know, about 10, 20 years ago, 4 to 6% maybe had some difficulty figuring out what they were. All right, we'll leave that as well. Number five, we have the pressures of social media. And what that attack, what that is doing on the family as well, the peer pressure, there always has been peer pressure, but I think this multiplies that when there's all that instant judgment, instant uh, all the pressure. It's a lot quicker. You don't wait till the weekend to find out if what you're doing, your buddies think you're cool. But now we have that instantly. Also gossip and slander and all that multiplied as well. Isolation. Even though we have more connections, but I think isolation is is increased as well. And never mind the worse things about social media or internet, pornography, what that does, has done. Dan- uh, the, just the danger and the, the damage to the home, to homes and uh, society. Also wasted time. There's good things also. Obviously, that could take place, but so much time that could be better spent in just other things that we could do with the family is wasted because of of social media. All right, now we'll go to the positive side, the blessings of the family. You know, the family unit, like I said before, this is how God designed it. We were created, each one in the family, with uh, strengths that complement each other. Men have strengths. Women have strengths. Children have things that they bring. We looked at some of them this morning already. But God, in his wisdom, knew what was best for mankind. God created male and female, and he instituted the marriage in its perfection so that husbands and wives can trust in each other. Proverbs 31, we could look at that whole 
last part of the chapter there in relating to the blessing of of the wives to the husbands. But just a few verses, 11 and 12, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. That, I think, is why um, Christian families have an advantage when we, I mean, that's, that is, the Christian family is what all of society should be able to look at and see how God's plan is best able to work. And also, number two, the security of the wife, knowing that her husband is providing for the material needs of the family. First <clears throat> Timothy 5, verse 8 says, But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. And we sometimes think, well, being a good provider is is a good idea, and we should do what we can, but this is pretty strong language here it says that someone who does not do what he can to provide for his family or is, is not taking his responsibility serious is worse than an infidel. And then also not just providing materially, but also spiritually. Husbands are called to lead out spiritually and I think most of us would admit that we have, or some of us anyway, have not done what we could in that regard. But I think we need to take that responsibility seriously to teach, to teach God to our children. And maybe we do that more in our everyday life, pointing out things to them, but we also need to do that by teaching them from the scripture. Also, before here, <clears throat> the order, the headship order, you probably thought I was going to talk about that, but Ephesians 5, verses 21 to 33. I think we'll just take time to read these verses. We were looking at Ephesians 5 this morning already, Sunday school, but <clears throat> blessing of the family, we need to see God's order if we follow this order the family will be a blessing verse 21 to the end I'll just read this submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies, He that loveth his wife loveth himself. 
for no man ever yet hated his own flesh but nourished and cherished it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they two shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, <clears throat> let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence or respect her husband. And as this pattern here is followed, we know the blessing will be on the family. Next one, the blessing of the family is where children are wanted and loved. And uh, have Psalm 127, verses 1 through 5. Except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. And then verse 3, Lo, children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children in, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. As we think of children being loved in the home, they are a heritage of the Lord. They are, in a sense, the only thing that we have that God has given to us that will be part of us that goes on into the future. And uh, as it speaks here of arrows in the hand of the mighty man, we think of our children as arrows that we shoot into the distance hopefully they continue to go in the direction that we aim them and uh, great potential that has for us happy is the man that has his quiver full of them giving the idea that the more arrows we have the more blessed we will be and then also just bringing in here the adoption, idea of adoption, you know, so many children have been blessed because families that have been willing to adopt and uh, the argument that there are too many people in the world is false. We know that there are waiting lines for adopting children. There are no extra children in the world. They would all be loved and be given good homes. Number six, then, as we each take our place, as we do what we can to make our families what God designed them to be, our families will be a blessing to the community. We'll be able to help others. I think families that <clears throat> take the time to to associate with their neighbors can be a blessing to them, especially when the children are there as well and it can just be an example to those around us. Also, families are a blessing to the church. 
called to be a blessing to the church, and it's what makes our our churches a blessing they are, aren't they? Because of each one taking their place, the men taking their responsibility, the wives doing all that they do, all that they contribute to the to the fellowship, the children taking their places as well. And then also grandparents, a blessing that they are and contribution they make, passing along values, wisdom, instruction, warnings. Let's not take that lightly. Let's each one of us, as we um, think about this today, families that we are part of, families that we're responsible for, Let's take those responsibilities seriously and let's also be thankful for what God has has uh, done for us in the place where he has placed us, the families he has given to us, part, families that we have been part of, the blessings of our grandparents, of our parents, blessings of extended family that we sometimes maybe wonder about, but there are blessings there as well. And let's just be thankful to God for that. Let's kneel for prayer. Father, heavenly pause before you close of the service. We're thankful that you have given us families that we were part of and just help us to take our responsibility seriously as fathers and mothers. Help us to be a light to the world that we are in. We realize that the institution of marriage of homes is crumbling, but you have given us a perfect blueprint in your Bible. Help us to be strong, presenting that to the world around us as well. Just are so thankful that we can be part of your family, your spiritual family whether or not we are part of a complete family union in this world or not, that we can still be blessed by you and still you have a place for each one to, to fill. We're so thankful that you love each one of us and you have a journey for us and that you are leading us. We just pray that you would be with us as we go. But our duties rest of today and tomorrow and this week you bless us, keep us safe also be with Brother Jerry at Bible school there bless that the revival classes there also be with each one that is attending Bible school, bless those youth as they are hopefully inspired to be strong as well just pray now that you would Help each one here, just help us to look to you and focus on you in these troubling times that we live in, and just uh, put our faith and our trust in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.